Hey guys, I am your host, Ryan Sebastian. I want to thank you for making this podcast a part of your day today. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while and you have not subscribed, uh, give us a review and a rating. I want to encourage you to do that. Again, that does help make this podcast more available when, when people are searching for youth ministry content. Plus, uh, by subscribing, it keeps you up to date uh, what's going on on the podcast. Again, I I am super excited about our interview uh, today. Uh, we're going to be talking to Doug Franklin. Um, I have been following Doug Franklin uh, for years and uh, been using his material at uh, Leader Treks, uh, specifically when it comes to student leadership and the resources uh, that he has. Uh, and for, for student leaders, for building leaders in my youth ministry. So I was really, really excited to be talking to him and really pumped and to learn and glean from him of how to be better when it comes to building leaders in my students. But before we go into that, I want to take a quick break and listen to our sponsors. Youth and Culture is brought to you by Covenant Eyes. Covenize is an online accountability and content blocking software for your mobile device or your computer designed to protect the entire family. Today, with 90% of boys and 70% of girls being exposed to pornography online and 56% of divorce cases listing porn use as a factor, it's more important than ever to protect your home. Click the link at the bottom of the show notes, sign up for Covenize, and start protecting your home today. So why is student leadership so important uh, for your ministry, for your youth ministry, and for your students? Why is it so important? Um, I think sometimes when we look at student leadership, we have sometimes separated leadership from discipleship, when in reality, they're pretty much the same thing. When you're discipling others, you're building qualities of leadership and spiritual leadership in them. Uh, so when we look at student leadership, we don't need to look at it as something that's separate from discipleship. Instead, if we need to look at something that complements and it's a part of discipleship. So I was really excited to be able to talk to Doug uh, specifically on this issue and glean from him and have a better understanding, more insight in this realm of student leadership. Again, stay tuned as we talk with Doug Franklin.
Well, guys, I am super excited uh, to have Doug Franklin on the podcast today. Um, super, super excited. Someone I've wanted, been, I've wanted to talk to for a very long time. Uh, so, Doug, how about you kind of introduce yourself, uh, your ministry, and uh, what you're currently doing uh, with Leader Tracks? Oh, great. My name is Doug Franklin. I am uh, the president and founder of Leader Treks. Um, Leader Treks was founded in, in 1994. We're 25 years old. Our mission is to develop leaders to fulfill the Great Commission. We see ourselves as a partnership ministry with youth pastors. We know that they are very busy, that they have very little time with students, and they're trying to have huge impact in students' lives. And we come alongside of them and we produce resources and experiences that help them get the most out of their time with students in the area of discipleship and leadership development. And that's been a really interesting area for me, leadership development and discipleship, because when I first started out, I was all about leadership development. And as I've gone on and gotten a little bit older and a little bit wiser, I've really seen the the, the connection between discipleship and leadership. And um, that has driven us at LeaderTrex to be so much more focused on discipleship these days and providing resources to youth workers in the discipleship arena because, uh, quite frankly, y- you can't skip discipleship and go to leadership. You've got to have a student that is growing in their relationship with Christ before they can move into a leadership position. So that's been, it's been a real area of growth for us for over the last few years. Um, what I'm doing at Leader Treks now is uh, I've got I've got about 18 great folks that work here every day, and I, I lead that team. And I'm I I, I want to make sure every day that I balance the mission that God has given us and the people that God has given us the mission with. In fact, I call this mission first, people always. And so I see a big part of my job as balancing those two things to to be faithful with the mission that God has given us, and at the same time care for the people that are around me. And I, I want to be a faithful servant and be able to do that. So uh, in a nutshell, love youth workers, love students. Great calling on my life is working with students. And um, I, I, I see really practical ways of helping youth pastors make disciples and develop leaders. Absolutely. I've been using uh, leader tracks, resources from leader tracks for years. Uh, and I would say this is probably the first year I've uh, used uh, one of the curriculums um, at Leader Tracks. We're actually currently using the uh, going through the Black Letters of Jesus. Awesome. And I do have to say that uh, for my student ministry, it's been very beneficial, even from a parent standpoint, because uh, I really enjoy and really like the uh, engaging part when it comes to parents for scripture memory, engaging questions to ask your teens even a monthly activity uh, they can do as a family based off of uh, what we're learning uh, each month. So I've really enjoyed it. My parents have enjoyed it as well. Um, can't say any more good stuff about leader tracks. Uh, but one of the topic that uh, we kind of wanted to uh, hone in a little bit with you and ask more questions and get more, just more insight on is this topic of, of student leadership, uh, student leadership, is something when I was in youth, I did not have. Uh, we, we had a student leadership team, probably, I would say when I was in eighth grade, uh, we had it for about a year, then it just died. So I've never been exposed to uh, leadership, student leadership, never heard about it until 
Um, I started entering uh, youth ministry as an undergraduate in college. It's when I started hearing this topic of student ministry. Uh, but how would you define student uh, student leadership? Well, uh, Ryan, thank you for those nice comments about the black letters. And I'm really excited to hear about the parent connection part for you because partnering with parents is a big part of what I think youth ministry is all about today. So thanks for saying that. Um, uh, this is a great question because I think that there is a big confusion in youth ministry about responsibility and leadership. So I talk to a lot of youth pastors who say to me, Doug, I have a student leadership team. It's great. It's a bunch of students that come early. I tell them how to set up the youth room and they set it up. And I'll say to them, well, I, I think that's great, but that sounds more like a responsibility team than a leadership team. When we, when we give students responsibility, we tell them how to do something and we ask them to get it done by a certain time. When we give them leadership, we tell them that what we want them to do, the project we want them to do, and we say, you do it any way you want to do it. You vision it. You come up with how it works. And you base that on our values as a youth ministry, but you own it. And, it, and it's got to be done by a certain time. So the difference would look something like this. If I was a youth pastor and I said to my students, come early and set up the chairs, do it in a half moon, give me two aisles and give me 60 chairs in the youth room and get that done by six o'clock. That would be responsibility. If I said to a group of students, hey, you guys know our values, come to youth group early tonight and set up the room any way you want, and it's got to be done by six o'clock, that would be leadership. And the difference between the two is we've got good students that are always responsible, but when we actually say to them, listen, I want you to come up with how it works. I want you to come up with what's involved. I want you to resource it. I want you to put it all together. Then we've moved out of responsibility and we've moved to leadership. And so my definition of leadership is, is for student leaders in youth ministry is basically any project or activity that a student gets to vision. They get to own it from the very beginning. They get to come up with what it looks like, how it operates, and, and what the results are going to be. Now, when we do this, we should be a little scared because whenever we let students have that much ownership, things can get messy. Things can get expensive. Things can get difficult. And as a youth pastor for many years, I saw that. But I also saw this. There's nothing like a student wrestling with how something should go how it should be created and how it should be led. And to see them really begin to turn their wheels. When I would tell students, hey, this is what I want you to do, they would just do it like robots. When I said, I want you to vision this, come up with it, make it go, all of a sudden they became intentional. All of a sudden they started asking questions like, okay, oh, wait, 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 Doug, Doug, how does this really look? How does this work? And of course I would say my famous line to them, I don't know, what do you think? And then of course, Ryan, they would say to me, I hate you. And I would say, no, 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 no. You don't understand. You don't understand. I'm not answering your questions because I don't want to help you. I'm not answering your questions because I want you to grow. Because I want you to put you in a situation where you have to make a decision and live with your own consequences. That's what leaders do every day. They make decisions. They, they, they get to know their values and what, what's important to them. And they make a decision and they live with the consequences of that decision. And I want our students to be able to do that as well, too. I tell this to students all the time. I'm not going to leave you the way I found you. Too many adults in their life leave them just as they find them. They don't challenge them. They don't motivate them. They don't ask them for anything more 
than what they can do in their comfort zone. I want to get them out of their comfort zone. I want to get them into the growth zone. And I want to put them in a position where they really can make some decisions. And by the way, when they begin to make decisions, they'll grow in confidence. And when they grow in confidence, they have the foundation that they need to grow in leadership. Without confidence, there's no leadership. And so students need to become confident that they know what they're doing, that they can actually they can actually accomplish something. And when they have that, now we're talking about leadership. Yeah, you, you said one thing that I thought was a pretty good point, and I kind of wanted to uh, flesh this out a little bit, is you talked about taking risk. Um, I would say, a, even in my own experience, and I would imagine this to be the case in a lot of ministries, uh, is specifically worried about giving students too much responsibility because of the risk of failure and something that uh, is a part of their ministry uh, basically falling apart. Um, so I, t- I totally agree with that. I, got, I think that's something that I struggled with uh, in the past throughout my ministry as well, is, is uh, being afraid of taking risk in the realm of giving students more responsibility in my ministry. Okay, let's, can we talk about that for just a quick second? Because Every student's a little bit different, but I always like to say it this way. I want to challenge students 10% outside of their comfort zone. And I really, when I say that, I actually don't have any idea of what I'm talking about. But what I'm saying is, is I just want to challenge them a little bit outside of their comfort zone. You know what I mean? Because right outside their comfort zone is the growth zone. If I challenge them too much, like Ryan, if I give them a risk that's too large, I'm going to put them into the panic zone. And I think as youth workers, we know when our students are in the growth zone and we know when they've reached the panic zone. Usually, you know they're in the panic zone because they use those that favorite line of theirs, which is, I quit. And, and they quit way easier than they used to. But the truth of the matter is, is that if we, if we create risky things for them to do, which are not so risky that they put them in the panic zone, we'll move them outside of their comfort zone and we'll put them in the growth zone. And that's where they'll begin to grow. And by the way, in the growth zone, two things tend to happen. Dependency on God grows and reliance on the team grows at the same time. These are two really important aspects for young leaders because a lot of times I'm working with a young student leader and they're like facing a big challenge and they'll tell me, I don't know if I, I don't know if I know the answer to this, Doug. And I'll say, have you prayed about it? And, and usually the answer is no. And I'll say, let's just stop together. Let's you and I pray and let's, let's place our lives in God's hands. So it's a great chance to teach students about dependency on God. And then I'll say to students, when they, when they, after we've prayed together, I'll say, hey, have you thought about who on your team can help you with this? And usually the answer is no, because most student leaders think they've got to do it all themselves. And so they begin to learn, oh my goodness, I can look at my team and see who on my team here could maybe do this better than me. And that's the church. That's the way Jesus set it up. We are to give our gifts away to each other in our communities of faith, and we are to grow in our our, our dependency on God and our reliance on each other. And so I like moving students into the growth zone. It takes It takes a little bit of wisdom to get them there and to keep them there. But once you have them there, I think you'll really learn that that is the place where they're going to grow the most. Truth be told, Ryan, if we were honest with ourselves as youth workers, we have way too many kids sitting in the comfort zone. And in the comfort zone, they don't change. They don't transform. They don't grow. 
and they don't relearn, they don't learn dependency on God and reliance on team. So I think that this risk conversation that you've brought up is a really important for one for one for us as we think about the advantages of using challenge and leadership to help our students grow spiritually and grow in teamwork with one another. No, I absolutely agree. Um, even in, even the last, uh, I would say the last two years uh, in, in my ministry, I've been looking at ways of actually doing that, uh, of finding ways of putting uh, my teens, my students in, and uh, kind of outside the comfort zone, but not necessarily put them in a situation where they're drowning. Yeah. Um, but so absolutely, I, I totally agree with when you do that, it gives them an opportunity to grow and grow as leaders and just grow as disciples of Christ. So I totally, totally agree with that. Uh, one thing I, I, one thing I want to ask as well is, is we, we kind of talked about, we've been talking about student leadership and importance of it and what it is. Uh, but for maybe for youth leaders who, um, don't have this type of structure within the ministry. Uh, what are some strategy in, strategies in creating a student leadership structure? Oh boy, there's a lot of them. I, I have a resource. It's super cheap. It's uh, two bucks. It's uh, it's called the Leadership Pathway, and it's a great little resource um, to be able to use if you're a youth pastor to be able to mentor a student into leadership. But um, that's kind of a one-on-one, or if you got you got four or five students you're working with, it's a great tool for that. But if you want to create an environment or a culture of leadership development, and you're asking yourself where to start. I I think it's it's this: look around the youth ministry and ask yourself what could students lead that an adult is currently leading. It may be the snack shack, it may be the welcome team, it may be. It may be the fall retreat. It may be, it may be some, some aspect of the summer missions trip. I don't know what. But then ask yourself, who are some students, just a couple of them, that could actually lead that and invite them to it. Invite, go and invite them and say, listen, I see some things in you. I've seen some character issues in you. I've seen some, I've seen some quali- qualities in you that are really the qualities of a leader. And I would like to invite you to come and, and, and be with me for a couple of months while we do a project together. And that project would be, let's just, for example, let's use um, running games at the fall retreat. And, and you meet with them for a couple of months and you talk to them about leadership development. Maybe you read a book together or you look at some leadership principles and then you help them plan what they will need for that fall retreat. Give them a role, give their role a job description, and then think through what is the skill set they're going to need for that job description. And then train them in, that, in, in those skills. Just pick two or three skills they're going to need to be able to run games at fall retreat and train them in it. And then after the fall retreat, get together and debrief it. Just debrief what happened, what took place, what did they learn, what would they do different, how would they want to grow and improve. And then you've got leadership that's taking place in the youth ministry. So a simple way to do this is just to look around, ask yourself, what could a student lead? Think of a couple of students, invite them, no more than two or three. I would keep it pretty small. And then from there, think about their role, a job description, and a skill set that they would need. Train them in the skill set and then let them go. 
And I think that that is a really easy way and a simple way. If you don't have any student leadership going right now, that's a pretty easy way to get started. No, I, I absolutely, absolutely agree. Um, and again, those of you who are listening, this is not uh, limit limited to just to a medium to large size youth group. Uh, it doesn't matter what size your youth group is. You can, whether it's five, ten, you can start implementing these things, no matter what your size your youth group is. So I, I totally agree with that. Um, just find ways to where students can serve and serve uh, in your ministry. Um, okay, Ryan, can I add one more thing? I, absolutely. I, uh, I, I meet a lot of youth workers who will say to me, Doug, I like what you have to say. It sounds really good. But you know what? My students aren't ready yet. I hear this a lot. And I'll, I'll ask that youth worker, well, when do you think they'll be ready? And the truth is no youth worker has ever answered that question for me. Because if we wait for students to be ready for leadership, I don't know that many of them will ever be ready. <laughs> My, my ideas are based on the idea that you take students that are willing to learn, just students that are willing to engage in a relationship with you and use that relationship to begin to develop them as leaders. And so I'm not, I, I, I agree with you. If you've got three students in your youth ministry, if you've got five, seven, 10, 12, don't think that student leadership isn't for you. It really is for you. It really is about your relationship with their students and being able to challenge them to grow in areas that maybe other adults haven't challenged them in. And so, um, and don't be, don't think, oh, student leadership is not for us right now. That's, that's for way down the road. I think you'll miss something. I see a lot of students that are leading in their youth ministries in really negative ways. And so good, responsible kids that always show up aren't always your leaders. You can sometimes have some bad leaders and it's worth going to them and saying, hey, I've noticed you're a leader. Now, your leadership is, is lived out in really bad behavior, but I would just still want to know if you would want to join me for a leadership development relationship where I could teach you how to take those skills that you already have and teach you how you could use those to actually influence people for good. And I think, I think us having a mentality that every student can be a leader is a mentality that would serve us well in youth ministry. No, absolutely. And, and I, sometimes I think when we, we like to throw this, the, the phrase student leadership, but in reality, when you break it down, it's really, it's really just discipleship. Yeah. Um, and so if you, as, as a youth leader, um, if you have an, this idea of, hey, my, my uh, youth group is not ready uh, for my student ministry, youth ministry is not ready for student leadership. And something's wrong in your in your ministry because you're you need to be you're supposed to be discipling. That's what you're called to do is disciple students. Amen. And and part of that is developing leaders. That's part of discipleship. So I, I absolutely absolutely agree. Um, one thing I want to ask too in the realm of of, of student le leadership is what what is one piece of advice that you would give the youth leaders in their ministries? I know we've kind of hit on this a little bit. Um, we've given some advice, but what is, if you had to uh, name one piece of advice, what would you give? I would say that a lot of times youth pastors look at the ministry, youth ministry, as a piece of pie. And they have a sliver of pie that's discipleship. They have a sliver of the pie that is missions, sliver of the pie that is weekly programming, 
maybe uh, in some churches they have a sliver of the pie that's that's uh, youth choir or a sliver of the pie that's small groups or or whatever. And oftentimes when they look at the pie, they say, well, if we have a little extra space or a little extra time, we'll do student leadership. And I, I want to say to them, and this is my advice, student leadership should not be a slice of the pie. Student leadership should be the main ingredient inside of the pie. Because, because we want students to see themselves as owners in the church. For too long, we've looked at students and said they're participants, and we feed them spiritually. We tell them stories that are in the Bible, stories that are cool and amazing and stories of amazing people. But the truth of the matter is, is that we need to be flipping the switch for our adolescents, and we need to be teaching them how to feed themselves spiritually, and we need to be calling them to ownership in the church. What I mean by feeding themselves spiritually is We need to teach them to be able to open up God's word, read it, have their hearts be open to be convicted by the Holy Spirit, to make application from God's word and change their behaviors, their attitudes, and be able to grow, be transformed and grow in the Lord. And when we just keep telling them stories, we don't actually give them the tools to be spiritually mature. And so we need to be, we need to be really careful about this. We need to be teaching our students how to feed themselves spiritually, and we need to be putting them in positions where they're owners in the church, not participants. And I think so often when we do programming in youth ministry, we, we try to attract students through programming, and we never actually let them be a part of the programming, plan the programming, lead the ministry as owners in the ministry. So I like to say it like this. Either your church has a ministry to students or your true church has students who have a ministry to their world. Let me say it again. Either your church has a ministry to students or your church has students that have a ministry to their world. And I think the second one is the one that actually develops owners. And owners stay. Renters, they, they, they don't treat the building very nice or, or the programs very nice, and they're gone overnight. Owners they stay long-term. They care about the community. They care about what's going on, and they stay long-term. And I think we're at a place now in youth ministry where we've got to be helping students become spiritually mature and at the same time calling them to ownership in the church because they're not the future of the church. They're the church now. No, I agree. Even when you talk about having uh, ownership in the church, even in the last, I would say, in the last 10, year, uh, 10 years of research has been coming out, uh, particularly in the last five years, it's showing more and more that students, once they graduate, are walking away from church, yeah. walking away from the faith, and it's tying in and it's linked to, to them not having ownership in, in the church. They're, they come into a student ministry, they sit down, uh, they're, they're not involved in student ministry. Uh, uh, even involved in the church. They have no concept of what church is outside of a student ministry. Um, so I, I totally agree that if, you, if, that if you want teens to stick to their faith, to develop their faith, and, dis, and to grow, it takes them taking ownership of the church and ownership of ministry, not just sitting down and warming up a seat. Amen. So I, I absolutely agree with that. So, Doug, if um, 
if someone wanted to get connected uh, with you to either ask more questions on this topic of student leadership or just to reach out to you about leader tracks, uh, what, is, what is the best way to get in contact with you? Oh, my email is just Doug at leadertrex.com and you can write me and I'll write you right back. Or, you know, we have a full team of people that answer the phone here every day that just help youth workers. You know, our mission is to serve youth workers. And so um, we're not, uh, we're, a, we're, a, we're a straight up non-for-profit. We exist to serve youth ministries in the local church. And you, you don't have to buy a product. Just call us, talk with us. We're here to help. Everybody here is working in youth ministry. We're practitioners. Um, we love students. We can walk you through uh, any questions you have. We have a lot of free resources. We'd love to point you to some of those. Um, a lot of training casts or what are our podcasts are found on our website, the leadertrex.org website. And we're just here to help. So you can call, you can talk to me, you can email me. Um, you can reach out to one of our, our team members here. Uh, we're, we're, we're dying to help. We love to help youth workers. So um, any chance we get, we can do that. And, and you can contact me just directly um, and call the office and ask to talk to Doug and they'll put me right on the phone. Just tell them you're not a telemarketer and they'll put, they'll put me right on the phone. So I'm, I'm happy to help any way I can. Well, Doug, I, I thank you for taking out your time and coming on the podcast today. Oh, I love it. And uh, I really encourage youth workers, if you haven't tried student leadership, if you haven't done it, just just pick one area where you think students can lead and, and, and give them some ownership. I, I think it'll be a really amazing experience for you. Every time I've put students in leadership, I've been shocked at how much they grow. And uh, I, I think that this is a topic for us to really struggle with in youth ministry because a lot of us weren't trained to do leadership development. But we have the resources and the help to make you an expert. And I, I think that you would see a real return for your time invested in student leadership and youth ministry. Absolutely. Again, I thank, thank you, Doug, and I appreciate your time and your, uh, your effort and in, in pouring into youth leaders and specifically in this realm of student leadership. So I appreciate all you do. Thanks, Ryan. I am really thankful for Doug and... Uh, why he does of leader tracks by providing uh, student leadership material and training and also discipleship curriculum. I'm very thankful for what he does. Um, and also, guys, if 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 you've never heard of leader tracks or never looked in uh, to their material, I would encourage you uh, to look at their discipleship curriculum, uh, their student leadership training curriculum. I would highly encourage doing that. Again, it has been a blessing in my ministry over the years by using their material for student leadership. And now we're using their discipleship curriculum in my ministry. And I've seen a tremendous benefit uh, from using their resources. So again, I'll put a link to the show notes uh, so you can go directly to them and check them out. If you're looking for discipleship curriculum and curriculum that to help you with student leadership. Okay, guys, you don't want to miss next week's episode. It's going to be a little bit different and you don't want to miss it. Uh, we're actually going to be talking about the fifth year hurdle, uh, the fifth year of ministry and the difficulty of around your fifth or sixth year. 
And we're going to be talking about that a little bit next week. Um, so you don't want to miss it of, of the difficulties of that year and how to get through it. Again, you don't want to miss next week's episode. <laughs>